Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. everyone and welcome to the front line with joe and joe joe Pasillo, as always joined by joe resinello and once more dear brothers and sisters we are really going into the breach today okay and whenever you're talking about abortion and this 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 scourge of our times uh you know you're going to be going into the breach we're on the veritas catholic network 1350 on your am dial serving the new york metropolitan area Please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content. And please be sure to follow Joe and I on social media, primarily for now, Facebook and YouTube, but we're on Rumble and Gab. Wherever you find us, please hit a click, do something to help us out, like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. And today we are very pleased and honored to be joined by Christine Flaherty. Um, and for those of you who do not know Christine, you're gonna be glad that we brought her to your attention. Just a quick bio, Christine Flaherty became involved in the pro-life movement in 1989 when she began sidewalk counseling on Saturdays in an abortion facility in her hometown of Montclair, New Jersey. As she grew in knowledge of the abortion tragedy, she felt called in 1995 to leave her successful career in chemical engineering to join the brand new pro-life educational organization called LifeNet. Many of you have probably heard of LifeNet. They are a New Jersey-based nonprofit dedicated to ending abortion in New Jersey by reaching the public with the truth about abortion, the antidote to abortion, and the chastity message, which we're going to talk about all of that. LifeNet trains, uh, Life trains speakers to present the pro-life and chastity message and two in-depth purity programs called, quote, True Love Waits and, quote, Free to Love. In 2003, Ms. Flaherty was appointed to the position of executive director for LifeNet. Today, LifeNet has 12 professionally trained speakers who make, up, who make pro-life and chastity presentations in schools, youth groups, and churches all over New Jersey. The organization is also working in close collaboration with other local pro-life and pro-family ministries in the New Jersey area, working together coalition in an effort to defeat the New Jersey Reproductive Freedom Act bill, which again, we're gonna discuss that atrocity, a very dangerous bill, which would greatly expand abortion in New Jersey. Christine Flaherty, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe. Oh, it's such a joy to be with you gentlemen this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe. Christine, we always begin with a prayer because all good things start with a prayer, and this is a good thing. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly into you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother, the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency hear and answer us, amen. St. Dominic, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. So let's jump right into it. I mean, uh, before you got involved in LifeNet, as Joe said in your bio, um, you worked basically as a sidewalk counselor. I'm very aware with Montclair. I'm a native of New Jersey. I mean, Montclair is a very liberal town, you know, yes. let's be honest, in New Jersey. Um, I'm interested, how did that experience affect you? Also, I'd like you to elaborate a little bit on the women that you've encountered. How did it affect them? Well, so, so Joe, I, um, yeah, Montclair is a very liberal town uh, I, and where I was born and raised. And the Holy Spirit one day led me there. And that day changed my life. It changed my life. And um, there was a save. I, the, it was my first save. I think often God does that. When you show up, he wants to give you encouragement. So, um, so there was a guy out there smoking a cigarette. And, um, and I started to talk to him and I, and he, and he said, Oh, it's my sister who's in there. And I said, well, that's your nephew or your niece. You have to save them. And he said, what are you talking about? And I, I said, this, this is, the, this abortion is terrible. And he said, this is an abortion clinic. 
I just drove my sister here. I said, you gotta go in and get her. And to my astonishment, he went up, he went in, went up the stairs and five minutes later, he came out and he gave me a, a smile and a wave. And I just thought, wow, that was easy. But little did I know that it wasn't so easy. Um, but that kept me coming back week after week. And, and it was such an education because the more seasons sidewalk counselors um, began to educate me and give me articles. And I, I got to understand from talking to the women and to the boyfriends that this is a huge problem. I had no idea. Like I, uh, my whole life, I always knew that the clinic was there, never thought much about it, but it was an awakening. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's so ironic that so many of the women say, oh, I don't have a choice. You know, I, I, I don't have enough money or, and things have shifted over the years that the um, abortions uh, are more performed on women a little later than they used to be. Um, and uh, the majority of abortions are performed on women that already have other children too. So things have shifted a little bit since the time that, that I've been in the movement. But it is, it is such an important thing that we are out there on the street and that we are in public. People notice going by and also people, um, lives, are, lives are changed. People are changed. I was changed dramatically from that sidewalk counseling experience. You know, I just want to elaborate on what you said, basically how God gave you basically a little nugget there. And you said, I have to do something. I have to do something. I could kind of understand where you're coming from. Uh, you Before the show, we were talking about mutual friends and uh, a friend of mine, I used to run trips to Calcutta. And I can remember the first time I went, um, I got sick and I, I was like, I'll never go there again ever. And I was talking to a gentleman who was there and he was like, every time I come back here, people give me tons of money and I give it. And I found the same thing happened to me. I wouldn't even ask for it. People would just hand me money on the train. My boss hand me money. And I almost felt like you said, I have to go back here because I, I have to do this because like, I, yeah, I, it was almost like put upon me and I could, I know what you're saying. Like, like, it's almost like, I'll be honest, I didn't want to, to a degree. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, but God works in mysterious ways. I just wanted to throw that no, out no, there. No, That's, no. So true. That's so true. I tell you, it's an amazing thing. Standing in front of an abortion clinic praying. I know, I know the one thing that I detest about it is my, every time, uh, every time a, 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 a young woman walks in there, to have an abortion, my, my stomach sinks. In other words, when you, when you hear about abortion, if you don't see what's going on, like right in front of your face, it's one thing. And that's, and I'm not, I'm not taking away anything from those who are pro-life who have yet to get involved, you know, in sidewalk counseling or in witnessing. Okay. Um, it's just that sinking feeling every time a woman walks in, but I will tell you this from, from everything that the, I, I'm a backbencher, Christine, let me say that for the Veritas Catholic. No, I'm a backbencher. I show up, I pray the rosary. I stand in the back. Okay. The people are, are there that are really on the front line. Well, what they've told me along the lines of what you just recently said, a lot of these people, they don't have information. They don't know. They really do. Especially the young minority girls who are being lied to. Okay. Um, is that, they don't know. And many times, obviously, we wish it was all times. Many times the turnarounds happen because a sidewalk counselor gives them information and, and, that, and, and educates them as, about, as to what's about to happen, and they turn around. And I say, I'm not doing that. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. That's why Planned Parenthood, two reasons why they hate witnesses out there. One is that reason. Okay, they don't want these girls to have any knowledge of what they do with Planned Parenthood. And the other, interestingly enough, and you probably could speak to this more, what I found out is Planned Parenthood acknowledges when there's prayer warriors on the sidewalk praying the rosary, the no-show rate goes through the roof. That's exactly so right. Just from a dollars and cents point of view, they're losing cash because women look at that and they see the prayer warriors and they don't go in. I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit. Oh, Yeah. Um, if the, well, the public witness, you know, there's cases of, of people driving up and seeing the people and driving off, you know, so the, we cannot underestimate the public witness 
um, to this atrocity, and I believe God honors it. And Joe, let us let us be clear that the prayer is the foundation to everything. So you call yourself a, a backbencher, and and I don't sidewalk counsel anymore because I I I'm called to doing more big bigger picture things. It's all critical, but th those 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 little conversations, that love that is transmitted from from the sidewalk counselor to the to the to the girl who's in a crisis and we don't use that word anymore crisis pregnancy um because girls think to themselves i'm not in a crisis but we know that they are and and if we if we provide practical help and although you know we we can't promise the world to these to these girls and it's very scary when you have a save because you think god this problem is bigger than me but somehow he is so faithful and he 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 makes the flower open and provides he provides i recent i got a call well not that long ago um from uh from this from this guy and he said christine i said yeah he said this is carlos and i'm thinking carlos i have these cobwebs in my head carlos carlos you know we met we met at the abortion clinic in Montclair. And he goes, I'm I'm looking out the window at my 12-year-old son Stephen. You remember him, right? And it and it all came back to me. So he kept my number for 12 years. And it was such an astonishing conversation to me because he's so happy that he has a son that was the only son that he that he had. And and this is a person's life and he's going to go on and have kids himself so we the, we can't underestimate the power that one person um that can directed by god can 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 accomplish and then one person's life means so much that that young man stephen his life is impacted by is impacting so many other lives you know so so we all we we're all just little kids we're in god's mind but we all have a mission and it's it's a non-trivial mission that we have to accomplish and i think if there's anyone listening that is so inclined to go and pray or go try their hand at sidewalk counseling please try it you could save a life and the talmud says he he who saves a life saves the whole world so you know that we have to encourage this and and it's you see miracles <laughs> absolutely absolutely you're listening to the front line with joe and joe joe pasillo as always joined by joe Rossinello, and we're talking abortion in new jersey so you know that we're way in the breach with christine flaherty from lifenet joe Rossinello. lifenet provides uh pro-life and chastity presentations as also joe said in the bio to young people i mean i'm interested in in you know how do these young people basically respond to this? I mean, because you don't see that nowadays, I mean, or or hear of it. Uh, while I agree with it completely, uh, chastity is the answer here. I've always said this, Christine. Um, abortion is about sex. It's about casual sex. Yes. People are who don't want to take on the responsibility of a child whatever political stripe you are however you're rich or poor it doesn't matter it's about casual sex and i think chastity is the solution and i love that you're going to the root of that please talk about that and how are these young people responding to your presentations joe all real quick does it strike you i was i thought about this while you were asking the question does it strike you that it's potentially easier to talk to a woman about abortion and, and the evil of abortion and get her to change her mind than to talk to a woman about and, and young men about chastity talking about abortion is probably more difficult than talking about chastity there's the real challenge when you look at what Absolutely. we talk about on the show with the sexual rev abortion is the backstop of the sexual revolution yes so, so talking about chastity christine i i, I want to break it to you you're in the breach when you're doing that so yes. i'm sorry i interrupted but it, no, that no. is it's, very it's, very challenging it is very true and I, i'm joe and joe i'm shocked that God keeps sending us the most amazing young adult speakers. I can't, I can't believe that he is so gracious, but so 
we we do everything in our power to make our presentations impactful and interactive and uh, exciting videos, demonstrations, skits, everything so they're memorable. And certainly sex is not a boring subject, um, especially to young people. Um, and so often on the feedback surveys we hear, I never heard this before. But, but we, we explain God's purposes for sex, which, which, which cannot be separated. And that is bringing new human life in procreation and creating unity between husbands and wife. So bonding and babies. And, uh, and, and, you know, our culture has been so lied to that sex can be casual. It's not a casual thing. It's the most intimate thing a, woman, a man and a woman can do. And so uh, we, we, we try to express that. We have, we have a standalone chastity program called um, Authentic Love and Sexual Integrity. And we have an extended, we have two extended programs, True Love Waits and Free to Love. And we more often than not do the, the standalone presentations, which are an hour and 15 minutes, but we love it when we can go back four and five times to the same youth group and, and give the whole nine yards on love, marriage, and sex, and the pitfalls, pornography, abortion. And uh, we find on these feedback surveys, it's very, it's very inspiring to our speakers to read these things because, yes, I changed my mind. I wasn't planning on waiting. Or I used to think abortion wasn't killing. And that abortion video... I can't believe that's legal. So, so it encourages us because we know that we are changing hearts and minds. And I, I would like to add in there that, you know, we, we, since the subjects that we deal with are so controversial, we do a really good job in meeting with the decision makers ahead of time and let them know exactly what's in our presentations. And then they can give us a little information on the audiences. But I am a huge fan on, of, of using graphic images of abortion victims very respectfully, um, but words alone cannot properly convey the horror. And so just as high school teachers show their students pictures of Holocaust victims, we too should be showing pictures of abortion victims um, and let the kids know because the images change everything. I, 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 I'm so happy you mentioned that because unfortunately, and as Joe and I say on the front line with Joe and Joe all the time, Christine Flaherty, in other words, people separate abortion from all the other atrocities we've seen in the last couple of hundred years. Whether slavery, whether the Holocaust, whether whether the Armenian genocide, whether Stalin's purges, uh, whether it's all the murderous, uh, the the victims of 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 Mao, all right, and his murderous regime, and people separate out abortion somehow. But you know what? Rather than you talking, rather than Joe talking, rather than me talking, go like this, show them a picture, like yeah. you said. Just like we grew up with pictures of, of, of the, the victims of the Nazis and, and, and everything else, and you understand the evil of that, show them a picture of an aborted human being, yes. a murdered human being. And you know what? That'll speak, that'll speak a lot louder than a thousand, you, know, a, 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 you know, all the talking you could do. And Planned Parenthood knows it. Yes. And they yes. know it. That's yes. why they're so opposed to ultrasounds. Joe says all the time, you sit in your cubicle at work and your wife's pregnant and you put a little picture up of the sonogram and everybody comes over and they know that's a human being. Yes, that's right. That's you know? right. Now show them a picture of, of that same human being dead. Okay. And dismembered and then see what the reaction is going to be. So I'm, I'm so glad that you put yes. it also in, the, in that kind of context. Okay. Where, yes. you know, people need to see that these are victims in the same way, all of the other victims of the horrid regimes of the last hundred years, even worse, even worse. Yes. Be yes. Uh, because it's so accepted worldwide. So, so in these, you know, true love waits and free to love presentations, there's a whole section, uh, a whole one and a half hour section devoted to abortion. And at the end of the five sessions, the young people are given an opportunity to make a pledge of purity 
from this day forward. And, you know, it's amazing to me, these young people want those silver, sterling silver purity rings. They're, they really want them. And we make a big deal of it. Um, it, it, it. We do it in both Catholic and Protestant churches. At the end of mass or at the end of a service, um, they, there's a commitment ceremony and the priest prays over uh, all the all the students taking the pledge and the parents stand behind them and and it's a real community thing and and it sort of influences the whole community and at LifeNet we're we're really interested in in influencing the community it's it's really important that the the things that we do can can impact broader people because you know, someone that, if you don't hear about chastity in church, most of us don't hear about it much. Um, but if this, if something like this happens every year, then the church starts to get enculturated into, oh, this is the normal standard of behavior. This is, this is what Catholics and Christians believe, that, that you save this beautiful gift of sex for marriage. I want to just out of curiosity, have you ever given one of these presentations at a public school? Um, because clearly we see the agenda of the teachers union um, across America currently. Um, it is an LGBTQ agenda. I mean, it is clear. Uh, and in many cases, one can argue from a Catholic perspective, I'm a, a father of four. The teachers union is basically trying to get in between me and my children. And if you remember Joe Resinello, we covered it on the show a couple of weeks ago at the front line with Joe and Joe. We're on Veritas Catholic Network with Christine Flaherty. Also, uh, along the lines of what you're saying, Planned Parenthood was recently defeated. I think it was in Iowa. Ohio, Iowa. Iowa. And they were told, you're not, you're no longer in charge of the, uh, having anything to do with educating kids on sex. Now we see that's people fighting back along the lines of what you're saying. Gotta fight back and tell them beat it. Get out of here. In other words, you know, you you, you can't teach kids because that's what they're going to do. They're going to teach them the contraceptive mentality, the abortive mentality, the LGBT mentality, and it all feeds into the same thing. It's all it's all part and parcel of the sexual revolution of the 1960s. They're fighting tooth and nail to get, like Joe said, to the kids to go in, to get in between parents and their children. But have you ever been uh, invited so, at a public school, and how so, how did that process work out? So. It, it's I'm I'm sad to report that we years ago didn't have problem getting into public schools. It's a health message. Uh, of course, you know we didn't mention God, but we said what He said without saying who said it, and um, and we were very well received. But over the years, you know, it's the path of least resistance. When when a teacher that brought us in every year retired. Then we would find that the next person didn't want to go through the hassle, didn't 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 embrace the message themselves, and uh, we used to. In fact, in public schools, we had a we had an easier time showing the abortion videos than than we did uh, sometimes in in Christian settings. But um, at, that has improved in the Christian settings. But um, over the years, the teachers. Had, have not had the 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 courage and the grit to get us in and keep us in and they used to it, it always used to be that if if we were brought in to talk about abortion then the other side Planned Parenthood or some other group would be brought in to counterbalance which we loved because especially when we're allowed to to show the abortion video the game was over the game was over but Sad to say, it's just we don't we don't get calls. Uh, you know, maybe every five years we'll be called in to do a debate, but people don't want to touch this issue. It's not worth their while. They're not they're not invested in it. You know, so, I'm sorry. Please, please go on. And and, and so, parents have enormous enormous um, power, and everyone's so busy. But in this day and age, we. We have to stop and start getting involved in government at the local level, and that begins at your child's school. And you have to know what they're teaching their, their students because in New Jersey, it is now law that starting in kindergarten, they're going to be including LGBTQ um, 
into every in, into every area of lessons. It's so it's so disgusting. We interviewed Bill Donahue from the Catholic League. He made a very good point. He said we should be like the Orthodox Jews who don't who don't agree with the left with on any of this stuff. Okay. In fact, Joe and I covered on the show down in Lakewood, New Jersey. There is a, a, a community of of um, Orthodox Jews. They were vandalized. They were vandalized. These Jews were attacked by lefties, okay, and radicals because they were outspoken against this agenda. And Bill Donahue made a good point. He goes, these, these parents, these Jewish parents, they send their kids to private school. But you know what they do in the process? They also get on the local school board. You see, because they know what happens in the public school affects their community. We should take a little page out of their playbook and start doing just that because we've given up too much ground. To, to, to the to the liberal education establishment. And we need to take it back. And parents are the ones that are going to do it. I, I want to also highlight something you said, because it's so important. When the other side, what I mean by the other side, we're all God's children, but the people who look at things from a, a pro-choice perspective come to debate you, you love it. Let me highlight that. And know why? Because we stand on the truth. And when you speak the truth, no one, it doesn't matter how smart they are. It doesn't matter where they went to school. It simply doesn't matter. One person who speaks the truth can stand up against the world. And that's why they don't want that debate. That's why they don't want that debate. I'm, I'm actually shocked, Christine, that you said you even get one call in five years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't want, they don't want a straight up debate. I mean, let's face yeah. it. It was really the last time we were in a public school. Of course, we, we want to send our young, beautiful speakers to do this, to do the presentation. And it, was, it wasn't, it, it, the game was over from the beginning because the truth, we have the truth. And uh, although they wouldn't allow us to show the abortion video, um, our speaker did bring the instruments. Well, you know, we have, we have, we have lots of ways to explain what abortion is because when you explain the procedure, you know, it's just a word to most people. The word has been so sanitized over the past 48 years. But if you start talking reality and showing the instruments and explaining the procedures, people are astonished. Mm. And then when they feel the love and the, you know, the, the, the pro-life movement isn't getting anything. It's, it's not a selfish thing. Um, we're, we're in this for, because we want to protect the most vulnerable among us. And I think it was the, the dichotomy of this debate of seeing our young speaker, Holly, um, so loving and yet so factual um, and th their person pen was was an older lady, and and she she really wasn't saying anything except platitudes. And so the and the students aren't stupid, you know. They they it was a really great event, but you know it takes a very courageous teacher and administration um, to be willing to to put on something like that. And isn't that what the Catholic faith is all about? Christ tells us to get out of the boat. Well, Joe and I, this is one of our messages. Um, we try to inspire, particularly men. You have to get out of the boat. You know, too many people in America, listen, I grew up in Rutherford, New Jersey, went to a private school, went to a Jesuit college. Everyone just wants to educate their kids, get good jobs, live comfortably. And many people are blessed to do that. However, that's not the way of a Christian, a disciple. We must follow the Lord. We must get out of the boat. And that's what you're talking about. And I love, by the way, people like you. We're going to come to a break, but I want to just highlight something. You're a chemical engineer. You let, like, when I meet people like you, and I'm not just saying this, I'm always blown away. You could have been wealthy. You have an intellect that most people don't. I don't. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Same here. So I'm just being honest. I'm always blown away by people who put down gifts to do the Lord's work. You did that, and I want to just say I'm deeply honored. It's a it's a great example. Christine Flaherty, real quick, we'll have you say it at the end, too, because we're going to a break. But where can people find your organization and contribute? LifeNetEducation.org. LifeNetEducation.org. You hear that, everybody? LifeNetEducation.org. 
www.veritascatholicradio.org. You're at the front line with Joe and Joe. We are way in the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, having been joined by Christine Flaherty. Stick around. we got a whole other segment. We have to, unfortunately, talk about the great state of New Jersey, okay? And I use the word great loosely, but we're 1350 on your AM dial. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, you know about our Veritas shows, right? All five? It starts every Sunday at 5 p.m. with The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe and Joe talk to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank. This is your chance to hear Bishop Frank Caggiano talk about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. That's when you can hear It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. It's a late night show on Catholic Radio, and Liv mixes faith with humor, games, and dynamic interviews. There's a double dose of shows on Friday. First, at noon, it's Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Then, at 12.30 on Fridays, you can hear the focus on Veritas, where Peter Sonsky puts the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app. Welcome back to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello, and we're in the breach with Christine Flaherty from LifeNet.com, or LifeNet, I should say, LifeNetEducation.com if you want to contribute, and that's what we're talking about, why you should contribute time and treasure because of the work that they're doing, particularly, particularly in this wonderful state that we call the Garden State of New Jersey. With that, we have to talk about what's going on here. I'm going to hand it over to Joe Resinello. As Joe said, it's very important that we highlight the New Jersey Reproductive Freedom Act, not for its merits, but for uh, many, many of the harmful uh, points that this bill um, is being put forth by... Uh, Murphy. This, well, Murphy's well, going to sign question to you. Are there any merits? None. Zero. But before we even get into that, I want to just talk about the 40 Days for Life campaign, something that's positive. Um, Talk a little bit about that, because I think a lot of people don't know about it and would like to get involved. Frankly, you know, you're going to educate me. I want to know. Oh, so 40 Days for Life uh, is a national, it's an international uh, organization and it, this is definitely God-inspired because um, it, it is related to Abby Johnson's um, conversion, um, which which I think happened somewhere around two, two in the in the 2010 range, I think. But um, so it's the 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 idea is that in the Bible there's. There's 40 is an important number. You know, Jesus went into the desert for 40 days, fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. It, in Noah, in 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 the in the Noah and his ark, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And um, Moses and the Israelites wandered the desert for 40 40 years. So 40 is an important number, and it it always precedes something good. So. So um, th- these the, the, the founders, um, uh, Sean Sean Carney is one of them, is still with the, with Forty Days, um, had this idea of getting people to go out to clinics and to pray, and they started very hardcore, twenty four seven pray outside abortion clinics for forty days, and it it just took off. You have to know it's a God thing for for it to be so. Um, that for it to expand so quickly. So, so we do it in Montclair in both the fall and the spring. And um, our wonderful um, board member, Lisa Hart, heads it up. But it is, uh, again, the public witness. So, so people are encouraged to, to get like-minded people in their churches to come out one hour a week. That's what that's what we ask. One hour a week, and we don't do it twenty four hours. We do it seven to seven, and we try. We're not always successful at, at filling the hours, but you know, we give it the the good old college try, and we advertise um, every week, and then we tell we tell people about the saves that they that have been accomplished through their prayers, you know, and God's mercy. So it's, it's a beautiful 
project and it, it runs every fall and always ends this, the Sunday before election day. And, um, and in, the, in the spring, it always ends on Palm Sunday. And it, it's, the, again, the sidewalk counselors always tell us that when people are out there praying, there's more saves. So this is a really important public witness. And uh, this, this uh, new campaign, um, the fall campaign starts September 22nd and finishes on Halloween, October 31st this year. Awesome. And 40 Days for Life, it's, it's, it's just so powerful. That's the only word that comes to mind. It's so powerful. And I would encourage all those people who are listening to The Frontline with Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic Network. We're joined today by Christine Flaherty from, Life, um, from LifeNet. I would encourage you. Christine, you alluded to something in, what, in, your, in your recent comments, okay? If you're standing on a sidewalk with others or by yourself and you're praying the rosary, okay, and, and you're praying for an end to abortion, you may, you can be, you can near, if you do that constantly, you could take heart. You probably know you saved the life. You'll, you won't know it till you're in heaven. Yes. You probably saved a life without having to open your mouth and talk directly to a person simply by being on that sidewalk and praying. And that's what we all need to do. Yes. And let's face it, sacrificial, it's sacrificial. You have to get out and be there and you have to be willing to let your neighbors see you and, yeah, God and that's why Joe. That. God honors that. That's why Joe always said, "Get out of the boat." Doing that, you're getting out of the boat. And you said some. God honors that. I've learned this in my own walk with the Lord. When you put your neck on the line, sacrifice. Our faith is about sacrifice. Christ sacrificed everything for us. Everything, every ounce of His blood. When you put your neck on the line, God honors it. If you give him an inch, he gives you a foot. And that's where the fruit, that's the space of the fruit. I've learned that in my own life. Whenever you put yourself, you expose yourself, whatever, financially, with your time, with your talent, like you said, your neighbors find out. Like you, expo you expose yourself. That's where the fruit comes because everything comes from God. And that's what we have to do. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. I mean, that's the message that people need to take to heart. Our Lord won the victory already. It's already won. All we have to do is our small little part. We all have something to do. Yes. And you know, the men, my mentor, well, he's, he's really the godfather of the, of the modern pro-life movement, um, Greg Cunningham. Uh, who, who he, he, he created a paradigm shift in the pro-life movement because he wanted, he wanted to recruit full-time professionals into the pro-life movement. And, and he, he really spoke to my heart. But he ended one of his presentations once by saying, and this, this cut me to the, to the core, he said, what are you willing to do personally to stop the killing? And that's different for every person. We can all do something, but it, it is a very personal thing. What are, we, what are you willing to do personally? And I, his words echo in my mind all the time. He, he, he's quite a remarkable man, but, but that's really something we should think about. Let's, uh, let's unfortunately switch gears here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Racinello, joined by Christine Flaherty from LifeNet. Let's switch gears to Governor Phil Murphy. As Joe said, um, beginning this segment um, in our home state of New Jersey, uh, Governor Murphy is behind uh, a very radical bill. It's called the New Jersey Reproductive Freedom Act. For those who don't know about the bill, I just want to share some noteworthy points um, in the bill. Uh, Non-doctors will be allowed to perform abortions in New Jersey as they are in New, New York, uh, just so people know that. Um, New Jersey conscience clauses will be nullified. Also, more of our taxpayer dollars will be utilized for abortion. Um, I just paid my tax bill yesterday in my town, so the taxes are high in New Jersey, for those who don't know, and our dollars are going to be used to fund this atrocity. Talk a little bit about that, um, the New Jersey Reproductive Freedom Act, because I don't think um, a lot of people know about it. And as Joe Pasillo has stated time and time again, a lot of times they sneak this one by us. Um, you know, stuff like this, it's done in the darkness of night 
quote unquote. So people don't actually know what's in the legislation. Because frankly, I mean, you just talk about one of the points, non doctors will be performing abortions. I mean, that sounds like a back alley abortion to me. Right. I mean, talk a little bit about the bit, uh, the piece of legislation. And uh, frankly, uh, you know, your view on do you think it's going to be successful? No, you, you you said piece of, and then you you hesitated. I was going to say I thought you were uh, going to no, say no, no. piece of piece of really what it is. <laughs> no, that's my New Jerseyese. I, I stopped myself. Yeah, you stopped yourself, but that's exactly for all you listeners out there. And by the way, before you answer, Christine, just as a uh, education for all those people out there who are listening to the front line with Joe and Joe, we're in New Jersey, as we said, on a political level. Jersey does nothing that New York doesn't do first. So keep in mind, Cuomo did this to resounding applause from the press and the people behind him (laughs) last year. I think it was just pre-COVID or in the beginning of COVID, okay? And Murphy did this now. We do not not have an independent mind or an independent um, government here in New Jersey. But go ahead, I'm sorry, Christine. I just wanted to make that point. But yeah, tell us about this this atrocity. I'd like to also make a point. This is not coming from the people. This is coming from above. This is coming from our leaders. This is not, the people don't want this because New Jersey is number one in the country. It's the number one state in the country in terms of abortion rates as measured by uh, abortions per thousand women of reproductive age. So we have a higher percent of abortions in New Jersey than, than the whole country. Of course, this isn't absolute numbers. This is percentages. So we're number one in abortion rates. Every year, over 48,000 abortions in our state alone. And in New Jersey, 32%, just about a third of of pregnancies, excluding miscarriages, end in abortion. A third of pregnancies in New Jersey end in abortion. Why is Governor Murphy and his wife pushing a bill that would expand abortion in New Jersey? Why do we need abortion in New Jersey when we already are overflowing with abortion in New Jersey? So th- there's there's something afoot. Um, the the doctors that we're working with, the surgeons, are outraged that non non doctors would be able to perform abortions because because there are complications, especially with this kind of volume of abortions. You know, it's just like anything. If you do something often enough, there's going to be glitches, and this happens. And and when when and it's very easy to perforate a uterus, and that is an extremely serious situation medically. So this bill, the New Jersey Reproductive Freedom Act, where it's also being called the Freedom to Kill Act, is 47 pages of horror. And and it's it's really it's it's really hard to wrap your head around it because it has implications even beyond abortion, which I'll talk about that in just a second. But 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 in addition to having non doctors do it, people don't realize abortion is already legal throughout all nine months of pregnancy in in New Jersey, and it's not rare. Um, every year, there's uh, uh, over 1,200 late-term abortions in our Garden State, and um, and these these babies are are tortured to death, tortured to death. We can hear their screams, but God, our Father, can hear their screams, and our governor is pushing this now. I, as I said, I am quite certain that. These bill sponsors did not wade through the 47 pages uh, of this bill, but uh, it nullifies conscience clauses. So if you're a doctor or a nurse and you say, no, I don't want to participate in an abortion procedure, you're, you're going to be told too bad or, you know, your job could be at risk because of this, you know, and that's a very, it's a very real and serious um, thing. More, more money for abortion means more abortion. So that's a fact. If you, if you throw money at something, it's going to increase. Um, another, let's talk about 
point of the bill, uh, which, which has my hair on then, quite frankly, um, is that, um, if you don't mind, I'll just read just this one clause from the bill. Please. Access, access to comprehensive reproductive health care before, during, and after giving birth, including access to contraception, abortion, and prenatal and postnatal care must be provided to all persons. Notice they're saying persons, not women. Must be provided to all persons, irrespective of sex designation or gender identity, including transgender and non-binary individuals. So this opens the door to the use of artificial wombs. So I even saw PBS had, um, I, I just saw a, 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 a teaser that they were having a show on how gay men now want to, to be biological parents and using, using artificial wombs. And according to the BBC, um, the Netherlands is less than 10 years away from these artificial wombs. Um, so, so it, on, on so many levels, this is horrifying. Um, so, so babies will be put in these, in these bags that are filled with fluid for nutrition and incubated, not in the mother's womb where there's a heartbeat of the mother and hearing the family members, but in, in, in some laboratory somewhere and incubated and to talk about the commoditizing of human beings. Mm. This is where we're heading. We're, 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 we're losing our humanity. This, we're losing what it means to be human. Um, not having a, a biological mother, the word I, I'm sure you've heard, um, there's, they're starting to talk about birthing persons yeah, yeah, and yeah, not yeah, mothers. The, the, and this the, is because the technology is coming like a freight train to have artificial wombs. But Becerra said that to uh, the, he got into it with Senator Langford, and he refused to say mother. And Langford, Senator Langford said, yo, I want to talk about this. What's a birthing person? He says, well, you know, I got to take a look at it. What's the matter? You forgot the, you, you forgot the word mother or mom? So now that's offensive all of a sudden? And you, again, Christine, uh, that's why we have you on the show, because speaking up, acting, getting involved is the only way we're going to fight back against it. If you think we're in a dark space now, what you just described with artificial wombs, it only, if we don't start and, and, and really ramp up our efforts, it's just going to get darker and darker and that's darker. It. And the more people say to themselves, oh, they're not going to do that. Oh, they're not going to. Yes, they are. They want to mandate in medical schools that a, somebody, a, a student who's pre-med has to learn how to perform an abortion, even if they say, I'm never going to perform an abortion in my life, ever in my professional career. Yeah. This is the thing that we have to, that we have to fight tooth and nail against. We have to. Yes, it's, it's, it's standard training for, for doctors to, to be involved in an abortion and and it takes a lot of courage for them to say no and with this bill they won't be able to say no um so uh just getting back to this bill it is it is it is crucial that we fight this now there's a few nuances to this um the the new jersey board of medical examiners is uh, are appointed by the governor and they have proposed changes to the regulations on abortion, which already do some of this stuff that allow non-doctors to perform abortions and to lower the credentials of uh, abortion facilities so that, uh, so that they're pretty minimal in first, first trimester of abortions. So, over 50 medical people, surgeons, doctors, nurses, wrote a letter to the Board of Medical Examiners and expressed outrage that they would propose such bad medicine. And I am a little encouraged that normally their proposals within 60 days go right through. But I am encouraged that I'm hoping that because of the backlash they received from these medical people who know, they have the medical knowledge to know this is bad medicine, that perhaps that has given them pause because this proposal has not gone through. So 
we're we're hoping that that doesn't go through because that's just bureaucrats not all they're not all medical people in fact um they're not they're definitely not all doctors that are on the new jersey board of medical examiners um so so we're we're hoping and praying that doesn't go through but we're thinking you know there's an election year coming um in new jersey all seats are up the gubernatorial seats all the assembly seats and all the new jersey state senators are up for election this coming november and uh, we have to hold these people accountable we're we're seeing that the legislators don't want to touch this before the election but we are afraid that right after the election during the lame duck period that this may be just jammed through and it, again these legislators have no clue the implications of this bill it is it goes beyond it, it goes beyond taxpayer well that that's the that's the level that's the level we have to fight on is the state legislature because i'll tell you right now if jack Chitarelli becomes the governor that's not going to that's not going to be any anything great for us he, you know he's already said he's pro-abortion now whether he's this extreme or not is another question but it's on the it's on the senate the, the, you know the state uh the state legislature level where we could probably have more of an impact to to resist this quite frankly let and me I remind everybody christine real quick i apologize we're at the front line with joe and joe on the veritas catholic radio network 1350 on your am dial we're pleased and honored to be joined by christine flaherty from lifenet an organization that you need to contribute to and you need to support particularly if you're in the state of new jersey we want to get to your uh, to your decals that you put on cars, but I just want to highlight one thing you said uh, regarding what you discussed about uh, abortion in New Jersey. You said that you know we're one of the leaders in the nation with regards to abortion. Um, talk a little bit about the numbers in the minority communities. This is something that's never discussed. Planned Parenthood, I believe 85% of their abortion mills are in walking distance from minority neighborhoods across the nation. The numbers of African-American women are exponentially higher than white women, yet African-Americans only represent 13% of the nation's population. Everyone's talking about systemic racism. No one talks about this. This to me is a target they are targeting minority women talk about that just for a moment and then we want to talk about the decals which i think is such an important thing that your organization started across the nation so yeah so so joe i i, I people of color have no idea that that their population is completely overrepresented in abortion as you said African-Americans make up 13% of the population, but they account for over 30% of the abortions. And, and it, you know, standing outside the abortion clinic, at least nine out of 10, this is in Montclair, at least, at least nine out of 10 are minorities. And, and they don't, the, the, the black leaders don't realize this. They don't realize this. And, you know, this is affecting families that abortion impacts generations it impacts generations because it impacts the ability of a mother to be a good mother so so we have to wake up we we work with a, a black pastor by the name of reverend Kennard childress he's an internationally known speaker and he is trying he's knocking on doors all the time of his of black colleagues ministers and trying to tell them about this black genocide. He has a website, blackgenocide.org. And, um, but you know, it's really hard to break through. It's, they, they don't get it. it. We have to keep working on it. Well, they, they, the establishment in, the, in that regard, they, they are very powerful, you know, and that's why, you know, God bless him and others who are out there. Look, this is why they try to shut down. I'm not a fan of his, but this is why they try to shut down a guy like Kanye West. There's a video of him from last year and he's in the room with his wife or whatever. And their video, of course, they're putting it on video for YouTube. But having said that, one of the things he said was, and I'm paraphrasing, they're convincing us to kill our black babies. Yes. Yes. See now that's 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 you want to talk about really being woke, okay? In the yes. truest sense, okay? In the good sense, that's being woke. There's a genocide going on right now, and if you oppose a border wall, you're a racist. But if you support Planned Parenthood of New York, a, a place where more where more black babies are killed 
than are that in the womb than are born. That's not systemic racism. I, we cannot let them get away with this and yeah. call them out because that is true racism. You're targeting black babies for death, for death. And we let them get away with it rather than calling them out at every, at every, every turn. Say, yeah, you're a systemic racism in America. The public education establishment and big abortion. Two racist organizations right there if you want to talk about systemic uh, racism. Sorry, Christine. Everybody usually knows that I'm the angry one here at the front line <laughs> with Joe and Joe. But on this subject, I'm getting tired of people that, that let themselves be bullied. Stop letting them bully us. Call them out for what they are. Abortion in America is racist to its core. It's yeah. funny. We met, we met uh, Reverend Childress uh, at Joe Biden's house before the Was that Reverend Childress? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yes, I spoke we, met, with we him. met him. We, there was a protest at his home in Delaware. He spoke there, and I spoke with him uh, briefly. Uh, he is an amazing person, also a New Jersey native. I believe he went to Montclair State, if I'm... Yes, yes, yes. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah, we, we would love to have him on the show, to be honest with you. He's a powerful voice. Oh, yes. He, the Holy Spirit speaks through him, definitely. He would love to come on. So we have about four or five minutes just to give you a heads oh, up, Christine. Yes. Talk a little bit about those decals on the car, because I yes. never knew that your organization started that. I see them everywhere. Last I heard, there's 70,000 of them floating around. So tell us yes. a little bit about that. Yes. I think it's awesome. So, so um, it, next to prayer and fasting, which is the most important thing we have to do, Amen. In the pro-life movement, next important is to recruit people into the pro-life movement. And to do that, we need to invite them to, to events and to do things. And so we, um, uh, symbols are extremely important in successful social movements. And we have adopted the baby feet symbol in, in a circle that says equal rights for babies in the womb as our symbol. The baby feet have long been a symbol of the pro-life movement. And We've just reinforced this and, and have been working in churches to give out these car magnets, and, and it's really taking off more than I would have imagined. Um, so churches, churches give at the end of mass or at the end of a service, they give a two-minute pulpit announcement, and then volunteers stand at the doors and give out the, the baby feet magnets, and that's why they're spreading so much. And and um, and if anyone wants a magnet, by the way, for their car, it's babyfeetmagnet at gmail.com, babyfeetmagnet at gmail.com. But raising awareness is critical. We've also been having protests, and we have one scheduled down the short side heights for July 16th um, against this opposing this New Jersey Reproductive Freedom Act. We're going to have a prayer walk. And at all these public events, we we bring the magnets and give them out to people. And you know, it's such a, I get jazzed when I drive down the parkway and I see a car with one on, uh, on the car, you know? And so visuals are really important. We only need to look at the, at the gay rainbow flag to realize how important symbols are. So we want this baby feet symbol to be as ubiquitous as the, the gay rainbow flag is. And, and, and it really does raise awareness. We want it to be to the point where when people see that symbol, they think equal rights for babies in the womb. And we need to get engaged. I, you know, it's very easy to show up to a protest or to a 40 days for life. And, and people, if, if people listening are feeling inspired by the Holy Spirit, these are easy ways to do something very powerful to get involved in the pro-life movement. That's awesome. And, and that's exactly what we need. We need people to, to, to really, like we said, it's not just a matter of giving some money, which is great, okay? Yeah. You have to start making some time. You know, yeah. you have, you have to start and making- that means, And that means, do, you have to stop doing something else to make the time to do this. Now, in addition to the to the uh, baby feet symbol, which is royal blue, um, we are asking people when they show up to events to wear royal blue. That is the color of the pro-life movement in New Jersey, and now it's spreading to other places. Um, when, when we all wear royal blue, we look like a movement. So, for example, at, at our protests, we're starting to, to, to distribute royal blue t-shirts so that when you know in the pictures it looks like 
it looks like, wow, they're together because we are organized. We are working um, with other pro, pro-life, pro-family ministries in New Jersey, and the pro-life movement in New Jersey is working together like never before. And coalitions are very powerful. So we have to cross-pollinate and synergize. And we're, we're going to leave it there, Christine, because we're, we're at the end of the segment. Thank you so much for coming on the front line with Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area. Remember, LifeNet, edu- Christine, it's LifeNetEducation.org. Dot org, dot org. Dot org. And where can people get the decal again? Uh, they can email us with their address at babyfeetmagnet at gmail.com babyfeetmagnet at gmail.com expect an email from me after the after the show okay um because and and one from joe also so we're going to get a couple of those we want to thank you for being on the show um and yes we encourage everybody time treasure energy passion love of god love of neighbor this is why we all have to get into this breach and end this scourge once and for all remember finally follow joe and i on social media facebook youtube until they shut us down of course and any place you find us help us out and remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation and that conversation is going on everywhere we'll talk to you soon